Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome everybody. This is Annette Bingham with Girl Power Half Hour. And this is Topic Tuesday. Um, and unfortunately, Tasha is under the weather today, so we're giving her a break. I'm sure she will try to listen. Um, probably will fall asleep. You know how she loves her sleep. We've talked about that. So she'll probably fall asleep, but she'll listen to it in the archives, and she's going to be sorry she missed out on this program because it's going to be a good one. And remember our Facebook page, Girl Power Half Hour. It is growing greatly, and when we hit the 200 mark, which is right around the corner, remember we are going to have a giveaway. So be sure to repost and tell people about the page so that they can join in and possibly win a prize that we will mail out to you wherever you are, so no problem. Um, If you need autographs, we'll do that too. Just kidding. Just kidding. Okay. Today, Topic Tuesday. You know, this week is going to be kind of about sensuality and sex and, and, you know, that sacred part of us that we just really don't tap into very often. So today I've got the perfect guest to talk about something that's going to help us tap into our sacred sexy self. And her name is Lisa Carmen. Um, she's the creator of Sacred Sexy You, The Burlesque Experience, She's also an author, and the book is Truth or Dare, Living Wild Adventures for Your Sacred Sexy Soul. I know you're going to want to get that. And she's been creating workshops and events for women in the Dallas area for over 15 years. She must have started when she was 10 um, (laughs) because she looks great. (laughs) But we're going to be talking about her burlesque experience today. And what that is, and she's telling me it's a healing experience, too, so I'm really curious to find that out. So, Lisa, welcome to the show. Thanks, Lynette. So glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, I wouldn't miss it. Um, When we were talking about, um, Tasha and I were talking about having a week of, you know, sensuality and sex and, and tapping into that part of us, you were the first person I thought of. Um, That's super. Yeah, it's been happening to me a little lately, so I must be branding myself well. <laughs> you are. You are. Um, <laughs> and I know Lisa, I'm, I'm what people think of. Thanks. <laughs> Lisa and I are Facebook friends, and I'm, you know, always keeping up with her reaching everything she's doing, and she's just doing some amazing things. But we're going to be talking about burlesque today, and. I know there can be some misconceptions about what burlesque is. Lisa, what is burlesque? Well, you know, it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people in that, but what I, I think of it as as is as a form of performance art that is part dance, part theater, 
part sexy, part sex, <laughs> you know, there's yeah. strip tease involved. There's usually some type of storyline or plot or character development, some sort of um, maybe cultural reference. But burlesque, you know, burlesque has been around for a really long time, and it's been, you know, it's been evolving and changing over the years. I think it's some, you know, the, the dates are... Um, I guess subject to to debate, but from what I've what I've discovered, it goes back as far as the 1840s, um, and then uh, wow. during the Victorian age, you know, it's, uh, it used to just be theater, you know, uh, humorous theater, comedy, but um, as the Victorian people were experiencing more sexual oppression, to get the people in the theaters, they started, you know, scantily dressing women. <laughs> so oh, well, one thing led to another. Yeah, yeah. So it's you know it's. It's had its sort of its, you know, highs and lows and, and uh, peaks in mainstream culture, uh, you know, for the last 150 to close to 200 years. Now, what, you know, back in the 60s here in Dallas, burlesque was really popular. In fact, there's a, you know, there's there's a huge, um, you know, Jack Ruby connection. He owned a burlesque theater, I think. I believe called right. Carousel Club. It was, a, it was a really happening scene here in Dallas, but then again, it just kind of went underground and kind of disappeared for a while. So what's happening now is super exciting because because I, I also see it, um, you know, curtailing or or piggybacking on this on the sex positive culture that's happening lately, and women, uh, and and also the um, divine feminine resurgence that's happening in our in our you know in our human culture right now. So it's this this beautiful sort of perfect storm that's making it more powerful and more healing and more life changing and transformative than I think it's ever been before. But I don't know. I've only been, to my knowledge, I've only been around this this particular incarnation of it. So and I, I'm loving what I see. I love being a part of it. I love seeing people's uh, people's lives change and people women um, reclaiming you know, reclaiming what, what was theirs to begin with, you know, that power and that sexuality and that sexual expression that um, is our birthright. Well, I just, I find it fascinating because, uh, I, you know, you and I talked a little bit yesterday. I've watched some documentaries on burlesque, and it really is an art form. And there mm-hmm. really are stories being told and characters created. And it's really fun to watch how all of that is, is done. Um, it's not easy. It really is. It's you it's know, not, it's not an easy. Yeah, it's not an right, easy art yeah. form <laughs> at all. Exactly. Well, it takes a lot of guts, and that's that's why I realized that after I did I the first time I did burlesque was about four years ago, and after that I felt like okay I could pretty much do anything now. I just stepped <laughs> in front of 500 people for the first time, so it was it, it showed me how much I was made out of what courage I have, and I didn't even realize how strong and brave I was until I did that. And so that that's you know that's how one thing led to another, and now now I'm offering that to other women. Well, why did you get started in burlesque? Why did you do that particular? you know, burlesque uh, thing when, you know, what prompted you to do that? Well, you know, I've always, I've, I have a, a background in dance. I've been dancing since I was a little girl and I had kind of deserted it. You know, I, I think for a lot of women and a lot of, a lot of girls growing up, 
that are dancers. Once you start, you know, hitting puberty, you know, you start resenting having to stand straight and go to practice and not eat this and not eat that and people pointing <laughs> different parts of your body, you know, and I, um, I, I actually picked up a lot of body shame from my dance classes. You know, I was constantly being told oh, wow. um, to tuck, tuck in my tummy and, you know, to, to stand straighter and to not, you know, um, to, to not let certain parts of me stick out or, you know, things like that. So I was, I was over it. I kind of ditched it for a while. And then I found various forms of dance when I moved here, like things like ecstatic dance and five rhythms that allowed me to get back into my body and to reclaim my dance because I'm a dancer. And I think we're, we're all dancers, really. We all have that in our bodies, you know, it's, it's part of our DNA. And, um, so, you know, one thing led to another. I started going to some burlesque shows in town. It was just starting to get a little bit of, of uh, mainstream recognition and, you know, in different venues and things around Dallas. And I fell in love. You know, I've, I've always been drawn to things that are a little provocative and titillating. But I also wanted to do it and, you know, to, to express myself in a in a safe an honoring and respectful way, you know, and I, I found that oh. burlesque was, was a perfect combination of all the things that I loved. And it's sparkly. <laughs> Lots <laughs> it's of sparkle. <laughs> and it's, and I love like sparkle. sparkle. I've always loved sparkle, like glitters and feathers. You know, even 15 years ago or about, I guess about 12 years ago here in Dallas, I had started a women's organization called Spark, and we used to have quarterly events with boas and glitters and glitter and tiara and sequins. And so, I mean, this is this is in me <laughs> <laughs> that is funny that is funny it is I can funny it's see all that come little circle. girl and sparkles and all of that and yeah and see you doing it yeah now. and you know I, I i find that uh, across the board with a lot of the women i know and a lot of the leaders and teachers and coaches and people that are are following their calling and doing what they're supposed to do that um that their calling kind of manifests itself whether they wanted to or not, you know, they're, and, and they're yeah. going to have certain themes showing up for them. You know, my a theme for me was always just expressing um, kind of radical, fun, sexy, flirty femininity. You know, I, I, I and, and also the goddess archetypes have always been very appealing to me. So finding this, you know, I like to say that the, the goddess has a new uh, archetype and she wears fishnets. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're, we don't have we don't all have to wear the flowy skirts anymore. You know, there's different ways to be the goddess. That. So yeah, it's super exciting. Well, I'm just I'm really excited about you know you're talking about you know finding that part of yourself again. And why mm-hmm. do you think it is that we've lost that? You know, I'm mm. like I'm almost sixty. I'll be sixty next mm-hmm. year. And I think for me, I feel like that I've lost a little bit of that, you know, that I've mm. I've let some of that go with the other things, not necessarily that I'm older, but that, you know, I've not really um, looked at myself as being sensual for a very long time. Mm. So why mm-hmm. do you think we get to that? Why do you think we get to that? Well, that's a really loaded question. <laughs> we need a couple hours for that one, and that. We'll have no, you back I, on. You know, I think it's a number of things. I think it's a, a combination of things. You know, um, first of all, I think it starts when we're little kids. You know, around the age of 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 five, you know, five or six, as we start to enter school and enter the you know cultural you know system for you know acclimation and you know 
um, that sort of thing. Women, little girls are trained to abandon our bodies. We're just, we're just taught to abandon our bodies. That's what, that's what happens. You know, we, little boys, on the other hand, are trained to abandon their hearts. You know, they hear, uh, you know, you can't cry, you can't show your emotions, you know, don't have feelings, don't be a sissy, you know. And then we're, we're t- taught to, um, you know, hug, hug uncle so-and-so, even if you don't want to, give him a kiss, you know, or, um, you know, right. doing these things that, Little by little, our, our whole life is, is just one betrayal after another of, of betraying our body and betraying our body's wisdom. You know, and puberty, don't even get me started about right, what happens, right. you know, as teenage girls, you know. So so for so many of us, I think, especially when we're talking about expression, sexual expression and, and, and mm-hmm. um, showing off, you know. I mean, women have been adorning their bodies and showing off their bodies for thousands of years. You know, it's just, again, it's, it's just our, our natural disposition, our natural DNA. Um, but I think that in our culture and, and, and in our personal life, many of us learned that it wasn't safe. You know, something right. happened or we got creepy vibes from Uncle So-and-so or, you know, just where we're suddenly it's not safe to be a sexually expressive person. So we shut it down. You know, so uh, that's, that's you one this. thing. Let, yeah. Let me ask you this mm-hmm. while this is fresh on my mind. So what is what happens then when you have, and I know you've got women that are in your burlesque experience who has been through abuse. Mm-hmm. Sexual abuse of some kind. I mean, it's just you've helped so many yes. women. There's, you know, someone there that you, you know, yes, helped absolutely. who has gone through abuse. How can they, how are they healed by doing this? How are they healed by going through that burlesque experience? You know, getting back you know, to that ha- sexuality. Yeah. It happens in, in a lot of different ways. And um, what what I see common you know, when someone comes in, I mean, we all, you know, we all show up in the world with wounds, you know, we, whether we get sure. them, you know, when they're little or as adults. Um, and, and the burlesque experience is, is so, such a personal experience that I think that, that it'll meet you where you're at. You know, some women aren't coming for healing. They're coming to, to you know, experience being on a stage in a spotlight and, you know, an okay. audience and stripping and that whole, yeah, that, that fun experience, that peak experience to challenge themselves or dare themselves. They don't know that they're going <laughs> to, the healing is like a secret bonus that they don't know right. about necessarily. <laughs> and some, you know, some aren't looking for that, but the ones that are and the ones that come with an openness about about receiving that are, are going to find it. And I think it happens because, the, you know, our, our built up in the, in the burlesque experience to get up on stage, you know, that at the end of their six-week program, every woman in the course gets up on stage and performs a burlesque dance solo, a performance on her own by herself, gets up there dressed, leaves the stage pretty pretty naked, you know, um, you know, right. not not totally naked. She's got pasties and panties on and stockings or whatever, but. Um, you know, she takes off her clothes and does a dance and has a story and all that. So, um, right. what what I what I see happening for a lot of women is that that even though it's just four little minutes, not four minutes, a lot a lot of stuff happens. Um, it, it's it's a taking back. It's a taking back of what's hers. It's a reclaiming of that power. It's a it's a and it's also an exchange. It's a it's a um, a give and take. Your audience is receiving you. We have the most loving, supportive audiences in. in burlesque period i I, i've been to a lot of shows they're all great in their own ways but our shows everybody's there to love and support a first-time dancer you know so there's this certain 
you know, high vibe, you know, love in the air and just adoration and excitement and, you know, just the nervousness and everything you can feel. And it's so palpable. But when she does that, she takes it back. It's like, it's like we're, we're taking back what, what we gave away, you know, what, or what we lost or what was taken away from us. We take it right. back <laughs> four minutes. It's kind of hard to put the, you know, to, to pinpoint it exactly, but I guess, I guess that explains it pretty well. It's a reclaiming. You know, and it happens then, and it also happens throughout the whole six-week course. You know, they have a, a high art photo shoot, which is transformative. They're doing that right now. The group that I have are in the middle of their photo shoots, and that alone, you know, to be able to see yourself with new eyes, you know. Um, I, I, You know, and there's, a, there's professional hair and makeup offered, and I don't think that, you know, I think of it as bringing out what's already in there. Makeup should enhance the beauty that you are. Right. You know, it shouldn't be like... Uh, can't even you don't even look like yourself you're so beautiful no it's bringing out the beauty that you already are and it, and it gives women access to that you know women of all stages in their life you know when I've had women in their 60s I've had women that uh, had very low self-esteem you know come out of it feeling feeling more beautiful and I think you know what I think when a woman feels more beautiful the world heals a little bit you know and I don't mean that in a superficial way there's something about no. a woman in love with herself that heals the world. You know, the ripple effects are really immeasurable. Well, loving ourselves, you know, Tasha and I talk about that a lot. Yeah, you know, loving mm-hmm. ourselves empowers us. And mm-hmm. it does ripple out to those around us because they can't yes. help but feel it. It makes us more yes. powerful. It gives us the opportunity to step past the boundaries that we've you know, people, other people have set for us and we've set for ourselves. Right. When we get yes. to that point where we can love ourselves and just reach out and just say, I don't care. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, right. you know, and it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with physical beauty. It's all about, you know, loving who you are inside and being able to, you know, I think doing the burlesque experience and doing the makeup sh- you know, makeup and the photo shoot and all of that, that just is fun. And we need to do that. And right. we need to be able to, right. you know, do those things. Yeah, so just, it's so I, much fun. And something you mentioned a little bit ago about the young girls. I just, you know, you've got such a great attitude about uh, sensuality and sexuality and and how we can manifest that for ourselves. What would you say to, you know, or what can we say to young girls about, you know, protecting that part of ourselves and and just really being able to hold on to it and love it and, and be empowered? Is there anything, hmm. you know, well, you know, yes, there's there's a few things that I, I think are super important. But I understand, though, also having a, a teenage daughter myself who's 18, is I wish I could just say the right things and give her the right wisdom so she could avoid all the crap and all the pain and all the betrayals of her body that she's going to experience. And that's right. not going to happen. You know, and I know, I mean, we had a, a little circle for her uh when her 18th birthday came with some of, some of my women friends and um, 
I told her, you will betray your body. You know, that is that is part of our path as women. But, you know, I think one of the one of the, the key things that, that I try to instill and I've tried to remember in my own life is when when it comes to giving my body away to anybody, whether that's letting somebody hug me or whether it's, you know, the most intimate, you know, acts in, in the bedroom or whatever <clears throat> There's really, as far as I'm concerned, only three good reasons to do that, uh, especially when it comes to sex. You know, it's either going to be to express myself, to connect, or to experience pleasure. And all those other reasons, like to get love or to make him stay or to get him to pay attention to me or to feel better about myself because I don't like myself, those those are betrayals. You know, that's that's what I think. And, I, you know, when I look back at, at the early years of my life in my teens and 20s, um, you know, I was I was doing it for a lot of the wrong reasons, you know, and I, each time yeah. I did, I was betraying myself. You know, help me, love me was basically my, my you know, unspoken mantra with men and my experiences, you know. So, um, but, you know, I don't, I don't think I could have skipped that either. You know what I mean? Like, how right. would I, how would I be here? Right. <laughs> So yeah, that's I mean that's those are those are three important factors to me, you know, expression, expressing something inside of me to someone else, you know, connecting with them, sharing with them my my innermost self, or just pleasure, you know. I mean, even pleasure. Yeah. I mean, we are a lot of girls, a lot of women are so disconnected from that. They they you know it's I mean look at a Cosmo. What do you see in a co- on the cover of a Cosmo? It's, you know, in the checkout aisle. Uh-huh. Are there articles about pleasure? It's all about blow his mind in bed, turn him right. on, make him cheat proof. I couldn't believe that I saw that. Make him cheat proof. Yeah. Like that's that's <laughs> that's our responsibility and our you know that's in our uh-huh. power. And if we just learn these five magic tricks to do in bed, we can keep him from cheating. You know, that that kind of bullshit <laughs> really that drives me nuts. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and it is. I'm um, really. If you look at the magazine, lies. it is usually about men. You know, what are you going to do for them? But we're in the right, magazines yeah. for the women. <laughs> you know? Yes, and the How girls and the girls are taught stuff. that from. Yes, they're taught that from such a young age. I mean, even even Seventeen magazine has. It's basically the same magazine as Cosmo, just you know, girled down a little bit, little you know, a little more innocent. But you know how how to how to make him uh, crazy about you, how to kiss, how to you know, like uh, it's all about um, uh, his pleasure, his acknowledgement, his his approval, and very little focus is is ever on. You know, you might want to do this because it feels really good, or you know, you know what I mean. Here's how to, you know, take care yeah. of yourself. Right. So yeah, right. The, the the messages are a little screwed up, which I think has a lot to do with why we end up betraying, you know, uh, years and years of self betrayal. And and you're you know right. it's what we've we been taught. Yeah, we can't keep our children or daughters from experiencing this. It's something right. that they've got to learn, and I agree with you. You know, had I not gone through everything I've gone through in my life, I wouldn't be where I am now and who I am now. And right, exactly. You know, and that's and you, exactly where I'm supposed to be. Absolutely. You know, I and I, I want to say something else too about you know the question that you asked about why why are we disconnected and why do we disconnect? Um, you know, and I, I mentioned young girls and little girls and you know young adults. Um, 
but what what I also want to address, if I could, is is women in the middle of their lives, or in you know, in the second or third half, you know, second or third mm-hmm. act of of their life, um, because that's very common too. And I think, right, uh, you know, I think that has a lot to do with the roles. You know, we become so caught up in these roles of mother and wife, and or you know, our you know, um, another thing that happens is women age. You know, we live in a youth obsessed culture and so the value and the beauty of a woman as she ages is is isn't we're not seeing that treasured as it should be you know well, yeah. um, and and the, we're we're told that if you're a mother or a wife you have to look a certain way if you're right. over 50 you have to look a certain way and dress in certain clothing oh, right and i've hated those clothes yeah <laughs> i don't me wear those too. so yeah um, you know it's it's really difficult when everybody is trying to tell us how we should look and how we should behave. Right. Yes. Yes. And it's so, and it's so subtle, you know, it's not something like, it's not even as direct as this is how you should. It's just what's, what's, what, what we see and what's presented to us as what normal is or what acceptable is. But, you know, even stupid things like I, I used to believe that, you know, a woman over 40 should not have long hair. And so I cut my hair, you know, I've typically had long hair and I hated it. It, I wasn't happy. I felt, I felt um, less myself, you know, and so I've been trying Mm -hmm. to, I'm 42 now and trying to grow my my hair back as fast as I can. And I'm probably going to be the 80 year old woman with long black hair and jet red lip or, you know, bright red lipstick (laughs) when I'm 85 years old and I'm okay with that. (laughs) Well, you know, people said, uh, they told me, I had colored my hair for years and didn't really know what color my hair was. And I mm-hmm. finally found somebody who would help me go to my natural color. And I was absolutely shocked because I was totally gray. And I didn't know mm-hmm. it. And I'm mm-hmm. loving my wow. gray hair. I wouldn't change it so, for anything. It's beautiful, yes. Now, now was that... I don't mean to turn the tables and interview you, but I'm curious, was that was that something that... It, it took a little while for you to to be able to love that and and um, accept that part, you know, or, or did you immediately have a new story about what that meant as a woman? Or, I you know, absolutely, yeah, like I you? absolutely loved it immediately, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was it was very freeing to know mm-hmm. this is who I am. I don't have to, yeah. you know, go in every because my hair grows really super fast. It was like every four to six, four weeks. I really needed to go in. I didn't go in that often, but um, you know, it was like this is really freeing for a lot of reasons. Number one, I love my gray hair, and yeah, I don't have to spend the money and the time to get it colored. Anymore. Right. Have, you yes. know, here's my you know two hours of free <laughs> that I don't have to worry exactly. about. Exactly. Yeah, that adds up over the years. You like you got an extra month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and and that that's so true. That, you know, that I think that's um, a perfect example of one of the ways that we can we can be kinder and more loving to ourselves. I think a lot of women too. You know, we're still trying to look how we looked when we were sixteen. We're not sixteen anymore. You know, right. we're this is my four, this is my forty two year old body, and it looks different than it did when I was twenty two. And I can still rock it. I can still love it. I can still you know dance on stage and, and, you know, um, uh, highlight my assets 
and enjoy <laughs> my be. body. And that's, <laughs> yes, exactly. That's, that's the main thing is just, you know, enjoying your body. You know, you don't need to stop enjoying your body. Or, or you can even start enjoying your body as a, as sure. a you know, an, a middle-aged adult. I mean, um, for some women, it's just, this is a brand-new experience of being able to enjoy their body and move in their body in a sexy way and turn themselves on, you know, I mean. Yeah. God forbid we turn ourselves on, you know. <laughs> so it's it's quite an adventure. <laughs> well, it just it sounds wonderful, and, and I know all the women. I've, I've just seen reviews about, you know, everything that has happened to the women in your groups and how wonderful they feel, and you know, it does give them a totally new lease on life. I mean, it gives them more power because they have, like you said taken back that part of themselves that was either taken or given away. And that is so important for these women to do that or for any woman to do yes. that. And it's important for our yes. young girls to do that, to realize that this is my body. I'll do with it what I want to, which means you're not going to be able to just take. Exactly. Yes, it's ownership. As long as I never really yeah. felt that as a kid, ownership over my body. I mean, that that's a relatively new thing for me, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, Lisa, we're almost to the end of the show. I can't believe it. Um, uh, you, you were right. It would fly by. <laughs> <laughs> so how can they get in contact with you if anybody wants to contact you? I would love for people to to check out the website. Uh, my my main website is Sacred Sexy You. Sacred Sexy You is basically the umbrella of of all these other things that I do. And then there's also the burlesqueexperience.com. So there's sacredsexyyou.com, and that's the letter U. Yes, so burlesqueexperience.com. And then if they want to find my book, it's called Truth or Dear Living: Wild Adventures for Your Sacred Sexy Soul, and they can find that at truthordearliving.com. You can also awesome. search on Facebook. I've got Facebook pages for every single thing I do. So I'm mean, easy to she find does. Lisa <laughs> Carmen and, and um I love I'd love to, to um invite everybody to come see our, our current group of ladies. They are busting out. Their show is Friday, September twenty seventh. So in about two and a half weeks they will be on stage for the first time, uh rocking their own lives and, and uh thrilling our audience. So I'd like to invite people to, to check that out and come come play with us in Dallas. Lisa, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure thank to have you, you Matt. Thank you. I right, had so we'll much fun everybody. talking with you. Great. Thank you. We'll see everybody Wednesday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.